How's it going, Suncast listeners? My name is Reagan Harrell, and the Southeastern University Fire are your 2022 NAIA baseball champions. Congratulations, uh, everybody on that team. I mean, what a fun team. What a season. 59 and 4, two 20 plus game winning streaks, only two losses, and the B. Best conference in the country, the Sun Conference. And a red banner is coming home to Lakeland, Florida. It wasn't easy. It was just, It was some of the best baseball I have ever watched in my entire life. And I'm talking about the entire World Series out there in Lewiston. Um, yeah, first, uh, just shout out my boys from Weber, um, Great, great job going out there, getting a couple wins. Love y'all boys. But this is, this one's for the fire. This is all about Southeastern going out there and completing one of the most impressive runs in World Series history. They start off by falling down 6 nothing to the defending national champions. And at the time, one of the hottest teams in the country and one of the loudest teams in the country, the Gwinnett Grizzlies. They fell down 6 nothing. There were some doubters and haters starting to murmur about, oh, the Southeastern team, maybe they aren't all that. And I need to double-check. The only game I'm not sure is the first LC game. They come back to win that Gwinnett game, and I'm pretty sure they came back to win in every single game they trailed. Um. If they if that's not true, then the only game that they didn't trail was that first LC game. I know they trailed in every other game, and it did not freaking matter. The fire just kept it going no matter what happened. I talked about it with Brian Fuentes a couple episodes ago. When they turn it on, you're not beating them. There's nothing you can do. Teams that played them, Gwinnett, LC, uh, Tennessee Wesleyan, LSU Shreveport, they just looked helpless when Southeastern turned it the hell on. And it was some amazing baseball. So, but going back to what I was saying, they started off falling behind 6 nothing to Gwinnett, come back, tie it up. Gwinnett, they take, excuse me, they take the lead. Gwinnett ties it up bottom of the – uh, excuse me, top of the ninth, tie it up, and then bottom of the ninth, Sam Faith, walk off, home run, 9-7, and what I thought was going to be the best game of the tournament. Little did I know there was a lot more to come. They go on from that, and they face the team that I thought was the second-best team uh, coming into the tournament, LSU Shreveport. They're the number four overall seed. Um uh, an incredible team. This game slightly uh, less stressful, very slightly. It was tied heading into the ninth. And then Brian Fuentes, home run. And uh, who else hit a home run? I'm, I'm blanking on who hit the, the, the solo shot to break the top. No, I'm not. It was Marky. It was Panda, 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 baby. Whoa, what a nickname. I wish I knew before then. But, yeah, he broke the tie. Brian Fuentes broke it open. Going to beat LSU Shreveport. By the way, I don't have any notes from him. It's just going off the top of my mind. Um, and then after after that, yep, then they went and played uh, LC for the first time. 
uh, and that was a little bit – that was probably the least stressful game that they played. Uh, handled them pretty well, won that one nine to five. Went on from that. Um, this, I'm seeing my Instagram and Twitter. I need to turn those off. They're just getting blown up from the – from the post and whatnot. But anyways, go on from that, and then they play who was the second-best team uh, in the country coming in. It was Tennessee Wesleyan and what was the best game of this tournament. Fell down big, came back, back, forth, back, forth. Boys, the boys took a, uh, I believe it was 6-5 lead. Um, maybe it was 6-4. I think it was 6-4 lead heading into the top of the ninth. Tennessee Wesleyan, very dangerous team. Come back, take the lead, 7-6, bottom of the ninth. Runner at second. I believe it was uh, Gillespie, actually, that came in to pitch, pitch run. It might have been, is it Broyles or Gillespie? Can't quite remember. Either way, uh, one-two count. Gary Laura hits a ball perfectly in between the second baseman and right fielder for the Bulldogs, tie it up. And then a guy that a lot of people, if you don't follow Southeastern too closely, don't know a lot about, Shamir Morales, backup catcher for Southeastern this year, had not hit a home run all season, hits his first earlier in the game. I believe that was their first run of the game, actually, a solo shot. And... A little bit about Shamir. He was uh, one of the first Southeastern players that I ever talked to. Um, I was sitting out there in right field at Ted A. Brewer Field watching Southeastern take on Warner University. When I first started Suncast, I mean like first, this is an episode or two in, uh, and Shamir comes out there. I'm sitting out there with Seth, and he was teammates. I think he's actually roommates with Seth when they played together at Bethune-Cookman. Uh, we met. I talked with Shamir. I'm like, hey, if you know know anybody that'd be down to hop on the podcast, I, you know, I told him what Suncast was. Uh, he told a few guys and ended up having Brian Fuentes on from that. So uh, then we fast forward to the World Series, and Shamir Morales hits a line painter down the right field line to walk off Tennessee Wesleyan and win it. Eight to seven, and that was the best game of this tournament, without a doubt. So that put Southeastern a win away from winning the whole dead gum thing and sweeping away. Unfortunately for Southeastern, that was not in the plans. Um, tough game against Lewis Clark State. Uh, I believe they fell down eight two, eight three, something like that. Uh, battled all the way back in the later innings. And then a 3-1 count when it was runners first and second. Maybe bases loaded. Um, I think first and second. First and second. Yeah, first and second. Two out, 3-1 count, and a letter-high strike. And I don't – if you've listened to the podcast a good bit, you've never heard me complain about umpires. I don't. It's not something that I do. It's a thankless job. It's a thankless position. Um, you know, I talk to – the umpires over in Columbus after uh, Oklahoma City beat Mobile. And I told them they did a wonderful job, man. They did. That was awesome. Um, not going to say too much, but I'm just, I'll just leave it at I can't say the same. Um, out there at Lewiston, leave it at that. Um, the next pitch was a 
knee-high strike. That was a fair strike. Stephen Cullen slams the bat down and gets ejected for it. How you eject a young man and keep him from playing and you what you know is the last game of the season coming up because at that point Southeastern had lost. And he was one of the best players, I think, honestly, behind Fuentes, maybe Laura. He was their second or third best bat uh, in Lewiston. And to throw him out for slamming his bat on the dirt after losing the game is disgusting. It's terrible, you know. Couldn't believe it. I was in shock. Um, Steven was in shock. Obviously, all Southeastern was in shock. Um. Talk with Steven. Hopefully going to have him on the podcast soon. I made a post. I want. I would love to have him and that umpire on at the same time. I was halfway joking about that, but halfway not either. But uh, no, no, obviously that's, that, that's a joke. But uh, I think Steven will come on at some point, hopefully. Um, would love to have him on. Got to know him pretty well over the world. So I got to know a lot of the guys over at Southeastern a lot better um, last couple weeks. Uh, but anyways, they fell to L.C., 10-9, another great game. Now, this one just didn't go in Southeastern's favor. And that led us to a winner, take all. And this game had a little bit of everything. Uh, broken bats, uh, broken metal bats. Drew Gillespie with one of the most electric performances I have ever seen. And... Drew Gillespie was a content palooza in this, and his animations on the mound and how he was on the mound was amazing. I loved it. It was so fun to watch. Uh, Transfer from New Mexico State, the Lobos, Mr. Gillespie, you were were awesome, dude. Um, Got got a little roughed up there towards the end. It was like he just kind of ran out of gas. you know, it happened, but man, he was shut down in some filthy pitches. That run where he runs off after striking a guy out, and I think like the second or third inning, just sprints off the field and then heel clicks over the line. I am so glad that I got that on video. That clip has gone viral, reposted by some uh, really big um, – Names, some like college baseball names. Uh, if you follow, if you're on Twitter and follow uh, Baseball Bros or Stephen uh, Skosh, Skosh, I think I'm saying that right. Um, they reposted it, gave me credit. That was really awesome for them to do that. And then Shameless Baseball, or excuse me, Smash Leets Baseball on uh, Instagram reposted it, gave me credit. So that was an awesome clip I was able to get, send out, um, talk with all of them. Uh, and I hope to be able to send more more content from the Sun Conference out next year to these guys and for them to repost and grow the game. That's what it's all about. Um, and guys like Drew Gillespie, who are that high energy, that's what baseball's all about, man. Baseball's meant to be fun. But, uh, again, another back-and-forth game. LC took the lead. South, uh, and then that's just a terrible idea, honestly. Don't take the lead against Southeastern. What are y'all thinking? Um, ended up being tied up 5-5. We were in the seventh, bottom of the seventh, 
nobody out, bases loaded, and then the lightning struck when my heart couldn't be racing any, any, any faster. Lightning struck. Uh, I was thinking we were going to have some more midnight southeastern baseball, which RIP my sleep schedule at this point, but whatever. I've had so much fun staying up one, two, three, and against Gwinnett, even 5 a.m., um, watching and making content for Southeastern. Um, hell of a, I, I was just another tidbit to add in there, having Southeastern play that late all the time was insane, but whatever, I've had so much fun doing it. Anyways, the lightning strike, we stay up, we find out around midnight Eastern time that the game will not be played and will be picked up at uh, 11.15 Eastern time. And of course, I go to turn on the game and I'm having uh, some technical difficulties with my TV had to unplug and plug back in. The router was all screwed up, whatever. That's boring talk. I was able to get it on. When I got it on, I saw it was eight to five and I was like, uh, okay, what did I miss? Put up the live stats, figured everything out and was able to get the last two uh, runs uh, on video, able to send that out. And from then on, the pitching did its job. Torres and uh, Vilcaro came out the bullpen and shut them down. Uh, Torres with the animation there at the end was another awesome clip that's uh, started to get passed around a good little bit when he was absolutely ecstatic after striking out the Warrior in the uh, top of the eighth. And... That was pretty much it from there. You know, Southeastern cruised on and won the final game of the World Series 11-5 over the host, America's team. Shout out NAIA ball, free NAIA ball. 11-5, game over. The Red Banner is coming to Lakeland. This ride, this journey for me over these last couple of months has been something I'll never forget. It has been so fun. And baby, I'm just getting started. We are just getting started. We have fall sports coming soon. And if you think that I am taking a break, I am stopping, the content will stop, you are very mistaken. Suncast will be moving on. There will be episodes, there will be things that I have planned that I will be doing throughout the off-season, throughout the summer, to just keep sending out content. Uh, Hope y'all will tune in, listen, follow the Instagram and Twitter that have been taking off a lot lately. Um, Just going to keep doing that. And on the the next time that I post a episode here, there will be a co-host to Suncast. So this is the final tease to that. He, uh, he will be coming on. I'll just kind of narrow the field down there, whatever. It is a, I have a certain guy that will be coming on here, and he will be covering Sun Conference football just because not my, that's not, my, uh, not something I'm comfortable with. I've talked about before. I will not be covering Sun Conference football. I will be covering Sun Conference soccer. We will both be covering basketball and other fall sports. Cannot wait for that. And then obviously, I can not freaking wait for spring 2023. We have baseball and softball and all the other spring sports that will be coming up very shortly. 
before we blink, I'll be back in the booth for Weber Baseball and on the podcast with Sun Conference Baseball. Okay, I had to stop recording for a second. Just got a little tidbit of information I'm recording over the ending. Got a complicated podcast, whatever. Uh, Brian Fuentes just texted me and just told me that nobody, no freaking team has won the World Series and also had less than six losses. <laughs> just... Another tidbit. There will so a little thing we're going to be doing, a little uh, segment I'll be having on shortly is where this team ranks all time. Fifty nine and four, and a red banner, and also the path they had to go through that we talked about earlier. Uh, this team might be the best team in NAIA baseball history. Seriously. Uh, we're going to do some much. We're going to do much more deep diving into that. Um, I think the only thing that could really have driven a stake through is if you look at the three losses coming in to Lewiston, uh, the two to Kaiser and one to Indiana Tech way back in the spring. I'm sure they would have that they would have found that really cool to be a 60 win team. So, uh, but still, awesome, 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 and. One last thing before I give my final congratulations. So as y'all know, I just got done in Columbus covering softball live. I fell in love with that sport there. Oh, I mean, oh my God. It was the most electric week of a sport, of a tournament that I've ever seen or been a part of. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was classic watching out in Lewis, and I'm sure it would have been amazing being there. But being around that atmosphere in Columbus, Georgia, with those teams, not to mention just the memories and the, 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 the softball minds that I got to be around there to help teach me the game. And then... Just crack my fingers if y'all if y'all heard that heard that, but um, it was amazing, and not to mention that Southeastern Fire softball team, who is my pick to win the, the national championship next year. I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now. They're my way too early pick. Baseball, I don't I don't know yet. It's gonna be hard to pick against Southeastern. I need to get a be- uh, deeper look, but I'm putting it to the bank now. Southeastern softball fire to win the 2022 NAIA National Championship in Columbus, Georgia. Oh, and I'll be back. Uh, you better believe it. Y'all have seen, y'all, y'all probably seen the post also. And I cannot say too much right now. But soon, very, very soon, something big is about to happen. I'll leave it at that. But once again, congratulations to the 2022 Southeastern Fire Baseball Team. Shout out the boys. Um, I'll be in Lakeland this weekend. Uh, hopefully get to see some of the boys catch up, and I'll be presenting Brian Fuentes with this 2022 Suncast MVP trophy. So um, now congrats, everybody there, and that'll do it for me. Here's to a hell of an offseason now.